Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Voodoo Report Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company, Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Clifford Lowe, from Lowe.com in Scenic, Scenic, New Jersey, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-hosts, Captain Aaron Murdoch of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, and Condramat of ConjuramatConsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we will be joined by a special guest, Mama E, of ConjureDoctor.com in Los Angeles, California, bringing us today's topic of hexing evil spirits. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection, using traditional African-American folk magic practices of voodoo conjure root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual voodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up for the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air with a free consultation and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman. Ms. Cat? Hi, Clifford. Um, nice to hear your voice. I've been following you on Facebook for a long time, and suddenly you have gone through a massive posting thing. What's up with that, man? <laughs> I've discovered Instagram. That's what I've been doing and oh, trying to learn. Oh, you're feeding the Instagram beast. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I know that feeling, feeding the Instagram beast. Um, it's It takes a lot of feeding to feed that thing. Yeah. Well, I've been liking it all and hearting it when I can. Um, All y'all who don't know about Clifford, he has quite a history, and I'm learning a lot about your past. Boy, you're just, you're just, every day is Throwback Thursday with Clifford Lowe. Um, I, it's a guessing game. You know, there'd be pictures of you with somebody. Oh, wait a minute, I know who that is. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> or where you're in front of some building. I, I know where that is. Yeah, I'm catching up on your life, and I've known you for years, Clifford. Well, anyway. well part of my strategy is to find go through all my old photos, so I'm bringing back some memories. Yeah, you sure are. Anyway, people can find you. What is your Instagram uh, handle? It's it's Cliff Low. Uh, Low is spelled L O W three letters. That's all. C L I F F L O W. Find him on Instagram, and check out the memories of the goth world, the metaphysical world, the occult world, the astrological world, the um, book reviewer world. Boy, it's a lot of stuff. That's <laughs> like a lot. I feel like I've rediscovered you, Clifford. All right. Well, that's his. That's his news. And I'm gonna. I, like I said, I like to. I wondered where it was all coming from. But Instagram, man. When you get on the Instagram, you have to start um, providing, or you get forgotten. Um. Okay. Oh yeah, and I'm on Instagram too. I'm at uh, Catherine Ironwood. All one word. C a t h e r i n e y r o n w o d e. Catherine Ironwood at Instagram. And Lucky Mojo Curio Co. has an Instagram page, too. 
All right. Well, today um, I have not much news to report except for that I had one of those weird synchronicity days. You know those days where everything happens and it all happens at the same time. So, you know, I was out in the shop working, and this woman comes in, and I didn't recognize her. I'd never seen her before. wasn't sure. Maybe I had seen her. I said, have you ever been here before? She goes, no, I come all the way from Kuwait. And I said, what? You came all the way from Kuwait? She spoke English perfectly with a slight accent. I said, "Um, said, you came all the way from Kuwait? That's a long trip. And all of a sudden, she started crying. And she said, Miss Cat, you sound just like you do on the radio. (laughs) And I said, oh, my gosh, I've been fangirled. (laughs) And I remember the times that I went up to famous cartoonists and burst into tears, but I read all your comics when I was young. And I, I remember crying in front of Murphy Anderson, if anyone remembers who he was. I was just like, but Murphy Anderson, I admired you so much. You know, it's that overwhelming emotion that you sometimes feel. So um, she turned out that she had wanted to take my course and things for years, but I, she couldn't have things shipped to Kuwait. But she has a relative in the U.S., and so that all got straightened out. And um, so we were just getting all together and getting to know each other. And she's a wonderful lady, but I'm not going to say her name and because um, of Kuwait, and um, I don't need to say anything more about that, I suppose. And just then, like the, ne- the, the this woman comes up to the door, and I've never seen her before either. She's got red hair, kind of a ginger-haired uh, lady, middle-aged lady. She walks in, and I said, hi, have you ever been to the shop before? And she goes, oh, my God, it's this cat. You sound just like you do on the radio. And she burst into tears. <laughs> I'm not kidding. She was more prolific with the tears, less stoical, and we had to go get her tissues. And she was crying, and she was like, you've meant everything to me. And so I said, well, meet this other guy. You know, meet her. She's, uh, we got, we got, we're stacking them up on the runway now, folks. So we get her all squared away, and, and we're talking to her. And she's a lovely lady from Arkansas and been following this radio show. And um, so she says, i got to go away. And she, she had to go meet somebody and then come back. So she came back. And while she's there, now we got two, these two ladies. We're talking down the down the path. Somebody's coming. There's three people coming. One guy in front. I'm going. I know that guy. And he walks. I said, "Who?" I said, "Oh my God! It's Arrow." Arrow was a guy who I. He's from Denmark, and and uh, Arrow is his uh, nom de America. Um, his birth name was Ulrich, uh, but nobody could pronounce Ulrich correctly, so he changed his name to Arrow. And uh, he used to live on a commune that I lived on, the Garden of Joy Blues. And he's followed by his now fully grown up and quite middle-aged son and granddaughter. And I'm like, whoa, because that was really strange. And I said, what brings you here? He goes, well, I'm just back from Indonesia. And he's wearing an Indonesian hat, no less. And and I'm like, damn, this is the day when all these people showed up from from uh, a Danish guy that I knew in Missouri is back from Indonesia. We got the gal from Arkansas, and we got the gal from Kuwait. It was one of those things, you know, and you just look at it. That will never happen again in one day. But he was the only one who didn't burst into tears when he saw me because he knew me. 
<laughs> he didn't say you sound just like you do on the radio. He said you don't look any older, which was nice of him to say. So that's the news. I wrote a great article for my patrons on um, a woman named Alta C. Meskel, a herb doctor from the 1930s, fascinating woman. But what's most fascinating is she was busted by the Food and Drug Administration. And when they busted her for selling herb medicines, they gave an analytical formula of every one of her medicines. They went and found out what was in them all. Oh, this has, you know, wild thyme, and it has this and the other. They did a freaking analysis. So now we have all of this woman's recipes from 1935 and up to 1943, courtesy of the Food and Drug Administration, which fined her $250, sentenced her to uh, six months in jail with a suspended sentence and five years probation for selling herbs as medicine. So that's what my patrons got this week. That'll be a year from now. Um all the rest of you can read it. It's really a good one. It's a good one. If you want to become my patron, it's $2 a week. You get all kinds of weird, interesting stuff. So that's the news from Lucky Mojo. Oh, and I've been labeling candles like crazy because candles. So um, how are things in your world, Conjurman? Things are, are quite well. I'm very busy at the moment. Uh, no tears on my end, <laughs> but we've certainly had uh, some some interesting spate of, of clients. Um, I do have one reading left, only one at the end of November for anyone who's interested in a natal chart reading, especially if they want to know what their years, what the future is going to look like in 2023 as we're coming to the end. Uh, but I'm booked otherwise. In fact, I just finished a year ahead just 30 minutes ago, and I'm about to send it out after this radio show. Um, which is this one is an email one, not a phone one. But it's been it's been interesting. Uh, Clifford mentioned how gnarly the eclipse was that we had the previous week, and it was a funky one. Uh, but also, Mars is officially retrograde or stationed today, uh, just a few hours ago, in fact. So it's it's uh, we've been talking about this for a few weeks, Cat and I. Been mm-hmm. that the weather is about to get astrologically very funky. So bear that in mind. Mars was the ruler of the particular eclipse we had because the eclipse was in Scorpio, so it's not considered one of the better eclipses. It's a funky eclipse. So Mars is going to do all sorts of weird and funky things. And as it just so happens, as a few days after an eclipse and uh, Mars going retrograde, there is, of course, the second round of elections in Brazil. So shout out and solidarity to all our listeners and wonderful friends and family that are in Brazil who are quite literally their democracies hanging on by the balance. Mm-hmm. We're all hoping Bolsonaro gets his ass kicked in this second round. Uh, and he's formed, I mean, literally the difference between a fascist government and a, a soft socialist government, an option between saving the Amazon and destroying the Amazon, an option between mm-hmm. finally having a government that were, you know, that cares about the people versus a government that has been itself with fascist evangelical Christians. So it's it's all very hairy right now, and news is coming out that Bolsonaro has done all sorts of shady crap by, like, sending out his police to intimidate If anyone's following this, the news, uh, you can follow it on, like, Twitch and YouTube and Instagram and Twitter elsewhere where they're just live-streaming it. But basically, soldiers have gone out into the streets and they're intimidating Lula's uh, voters, who is the other candidate, 
Um, so it's it's getting weird, and this is all really tied to this funky eclipse and this Mars going retrograde. The weather is going to be weird for the next few weeks all the way to January, so be patient, especially as the season is coming up. This is not to be fighting. This is not a time to be fighting with your family. <laughs> let, let bygones be bygones. Don't bring up past issues. If tempers flare, go for a nice walk. Uh, and I highly, highly recommend keeping fresh basil in the house. If fresh basil is in the house, it'll cool the influence of Mars. And where basil is, evil cannot reside. And I think that's a fitting transition, wouldn't you say, to our topic, and Mama E. All right. Well, that's a good one. Fresh basil always wins. Hmm. That's what I say. <laughs> so our our guest today is um, Mama E. So um, before we bring her on, I'm just going to sing her praises for a moment. Um, Mama E is a real old-fashioned worker, comes out of several traditions, um, a uh, Cuban diasporic tradition and um, local American conjure traditions, she has a Dr. E uh, Products Company. She does a lot of work with candles for people. And I hope her um, her little URL is getting posted in the chat log by somebody. <laughs> she is a <laughs> member of AIR, and you can find her through AIR or at ConjureDoctor.com. So welcome to the show, Mama E. This is... I don't know how many times you've been on, quite a few over the years. It's always good to have mm-hmm. you here. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone. Um, and it's nice to hear uh, both of you. And Clifford, uh, you know, mm-hmm. when I get on the radio show, uh, he's got a very soothing voice, Clifford, so it, it calms everybody down. Um <laughs> I'm doing okay, considering this year has been a very difficult year in many aspects. Uh, mm-hmm. Like uh, Conjurman said, um, yeah, that eclipse, but even before the eclipse, good grief, it's been quite a challenge in many aspects. Um, at this time, um, I think it's due to the environment and the way the world is crazy, because if it isn't... Uh, Awful government, it's elections, it's war, it's all kinds of crazy things are happening. And some days I don't even want to watch the news because it depresses me. So, Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, um, as far as uh, the business, uh, business is surviving because the economy is not 100%, but people are still you know, ordering and asking. I'm getting a lot of um, spell work. A lot of people are asking for different spell work, and it's it's really interesting type of spell work. And that is why I decided to focus on um, how to repel evil spirits, because I'm having several clients that um, are having problems with... um, possessions and spirits and their aura and people putting stuff on them that uh, they don't even know who they are. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's become crazy out there. Uh, mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. that... Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm going to just jump Go in ahead. here too. I I do a lot of readings, and I've been seeing a lot of this too. People worried that they've been um, not just cursed or hexed, not just like the evil eye, but that something, somebody put a bad spirit uh-huh. on them in their yeah. location or on them. And that is our topic for today. So if we want to, we can just jump right into the topic. I'm going to, if we do that, I'm just going to say three things first, because you know me, I always try to plan what we're doing here. Um, That's okay. In dealing in dealing with removing evil spirits, there are three kinds of things that happen. One is a person gets uh, evil spirit on them. Some people say they ride you, right? The other is a mm-hmm. location that will have an evil spirit, sometimes called a haunting or a bad spirit. And, and the third one are cursed objects. So we're going to talk about mm-hmm. all three of these and how to cleanse them and get rid of these evil spirits. That's all I'm going to say for now. I'm going to turn this back over to you, Mama E. Thank you. Well, uh, the uh, the majority of the clients that I'm getting right now are people that are claiming to be controlled uh, when they are sleeping at night and that they're getting astrally raped and uh, spirits on them. And, I mean, it's, it's quite... Uh, it's quite impressive when you talk to them. Um, and some of my clients are from, like, India. And some are from the Middle East. And some are from here. So it's not like it's a specific group of people. These are all very diverse. And they're all getting um, attacked. Um, apparently, there are groups of people out there that are hiring um, dark magic workers and are trying to um, force these innocent people to comply with their demands. It's, it's like being uh, kidnapped uh, spiritually. It's really odd. So that brought me to investigate a little bit more how one can fight this because I'm not a priest, uh, of, you know, a Catholic priest, and I don't do exorcism. And um, another thing I found out is every religion does exorcisms, which was, I, you know, we always think of, uh, you know, the movie The Exorcist and the Catholic priest with a cross, you know, and the girl's head turning. But um, I found out that the... Every religion does exorcisms. Uh, so um, one of the things that I focused on was what kind of herbs could I use to help these people through a spell or through some sort of uh, protection box, uh, mirror box, or um, a cursing mirror box where you you know, put the evil people in the box with the mirrors. Uh, So that's why I went and found all this interesting herbs. Now, I made a list of herbs, and it's interesting because one of them, I had a, a client that thought he was having vampire spirits attacking him. So what is the first thing you think when you think of vampires? Garlic. And um, I made a spell for him that turned out 
pretty good, and he um, felt much better after that, although he needs additional work. But um, that's one of the herbs and the things that I found that garlic is used not only for protection and purification, but to keep bad spirits out. Uh, and it's, um, it's interesting because it says it's against vampires. So I did a little bit more research into that. And I go, why? Because, I mean, we use a lot of garlic in our cooking and stuff. So what is the, the whole reasoning be, behind garlic and vampires? And I found out that garlic um, lowers the blood pressure, which I knew, but it also makes your blood run uh, slower. So hmm. it was alleged that vampires, if they smell garlic on the person, they would stay away from it because they could not get the blood quick because mm. the blood was running slower. I thought that was kind of cool. I never heard that in, you know, any of the uh, scary vampire movies or anything like that. that mm-hmm. I read. But it makes sense to me that that is why it's supposed to be against vampires, to prevent mm. vampires. You know, uh, garlic is also used against the evil eye mm-hmm. because each little um, clove of garlic has a sort of an eye shape. And five mm-hmm. cloves of garlic, five against the eye is a real common uh, idea. Um, the hamsa hand, the five fingers, hamsa means five, um, and um, or hamish means five. And so um, five cloves of garlic put in a little bag is used against the evil eye, too. Yep, that's great. And uh, another herb that, well, I have a list, but one of them that um, is effective and is used uh, for exorcisms and banishing is asafetida or uh, devil's tongue. Uh, mm-hmm. The thing with it is that it's, smells bad but then you know you want to get rid of bad things uh you can stand a little bit of stink so Mm -hmm. um that's and that is very um that is uh, an herb that is well known in the hispanic community too uh that is used uh freely there too now yeah and devil's tongue tongue is also Mm -hmm. used in norse uh folk magic uh, they have the same name for it. It means, you know, devil's tongue. And they use it the same way. So that wherever that one is found, it is used that way. And the funny thing about it is when you cook it, it um, mm-hmm. it changes the scent and it becomes fairly attractive and garlicky-like, strangely enough. Nice. Well, mm-hmm. here we go with that yeah. same stinky smell, garlicky and asafetic. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that I really like is agrimony. Agri-Money, I use it. I use it a lot. Uh, I use mm-hmm. it on some of my products, and uh, it's for exorcisms and it combats curses, and it's for mm-hmm. psychic healing. So this is a very uh, useful uh, herb that we can all use at one moment or another. Mm-hmm. And uh, one that I grow is rue. Rue mm-hmm. banishes negative spirits and sports shapeshifters. Now, thankfully, mm-hmm. I haven't come across any, but um, 
I do have like three or four plants of rue in the, you know, in the the house, so that we mm-hmm. can dry and use for our uh, herb mixes. Um, another plant is witchgrass, which is mm-hmm. also called dog grass or not grass, mm-hmm. and that's used to unhex and send negative energy back to the source. So this is a great for reversing things. Use mm-hmm. witch grass. Uh, our everyone's favorite Angelica, uh, mm-hmm. and you know Angelica is a powerful protection herb, and it helps in exorcisms too. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna I want to stop you right there because we have a lot of comments in the chat. I don't know if you're reading the chat or no, not. No, I can. I wasn't able to log in for some reason. So tell me what okay, they're asking. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm going to just put in some comments from the chat. Um, Cliff Lowe said asphaltum, a.k.a. bitumen of Judea, works similarly to asafetida. Mm. And Dr. Sweet says, has anyone used holy water to drink as a shot to run out evil spirits from the body? Yes. And, of course, you must make it with the least amount of salt as possible. That is absolutely true. Drinking holy water is well known um as yes. a way to drive out evil spirits from the body. Mm-hmm. Okay, go, yes. go, go on with your list. Yeah, I, I recommend holy water to many people that have uh, issues, internal issues, because sometimes these spirits mm-hmm. can cause internal problems, and I tell them to drink holy water as well as spray it on their house. So, mm-hmm. okay. Next list, blessed thistle. That's mm-hmm. a, a hex-breaking herb, and it's against negativity and evil. Mm-hmm. Now, there's one here that um, wolfsbane is a toxic herb. Mm-hmm. Do not burn it, do not inhale it, or drink it. That is only to be used in an amulet. So, mm-hmm. for example, if you have like a locket, you can put some inside and carry the locket and nobody knows what's there. And you can mix several of these herbs and wolfsbane is one of them. Um, bay leaves I always use for protection. I use it a lot, a lot, a lot for all my works. I wouldn't use it for an exorcism, but I would use it for a protection. Um, Arnica. Arnica, which um, mm-hmm. I always I always knew Arnica as an anti-bruise uh, cream, mm-hmm. uh, an anti-inflammatory, and it works. Uh, but it mm-hmm. protects also from shapeshifters and for life-sucking spirits. So, mm-hmm. um, who yeah, who knew that one? I didn't know that one. Now, um, another one that uh, works against vampires, St. John's Wort. It dispels Hmm. negative energy of vampiric spirits. And St. John's Wort also is is for your nerves. It calms people down. So maybe that also has the same link with the low blood pressure, and and that's why vampires don't like it. I guess we have to be... uh, really upset and, you know, (laughs) so vampires Mm -hmm. can come and take our blood. Now, Mm -hmm. lemon, lemon. And uh, there are spells for lemons, a lot of spells for lemons, for breaking people up, for um, 
catching evil energies. Uh, there's a little spell where you put lemon with salt on a plate under your bed, and you let that lemon, you leave it there for certain days, and it gets black. And that means it had absorbed whatever negativity was around in your bedroom. So mm. there's the lemon. Yeah. And you can also slice it if you don't want to put a whole lemon, like slice it on salt and leave it there to protect your stuff from, you know, evil energy. Mm-hmm. Another exorcism one is elderflower <clears throat> and berry. It aids in exorcism. It brings peace, protection, and healing. And finally, the one that um, I used is brimstone, sulfur. It's mm-hmm. a mineral. It's not an herb, but it dispels ghosts and negative entities when burned. And it doesn't smell too pretty, but it's, I think it's not too bad either. It's a hex breaker. Mm-hmm. So those I would not breathe. Yeah, don't breathe the fumes, though. <laughs> no, no. I mean, don't. Yeah, don't do an inhalation of the brimstone. But you know, you can mm-hmm. burn it away from you, and it will do its job. It will also mm-hmm. make sure that the um, the incense burns well. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. That's right. And then, uh, those are yeah, those are ahead. wonderful. What a what a great list. Thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, those are really good. I'm going to add a couple more. I'm going to first go back though in the chat log and I'm going to pick up what um Cliff Lowe said. St. John's wort is a solar herb. That's right. If you've ever seen the flowers, they're beautiful bright yellow, which mm-hmm. is why it might banish vampire entities because they don't like the sun. That's a really mm. interesting comment. That's a good um, idea. From Cliff. Yeah. And Cliff says lemon is another sun Saturn cleanser protector. Sun lemons only grow in warm climates. They're yellow. The fruit is yellow, and therefore it is solar. But it's also very sour. It has a Saturnine um, aspect to it too. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Cliff. And um, and Cliff says about the sulfur. Don't get the fumes in your eyes. Oh boy, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Do it with all the windows open. I'm going to add one one thing to this, which is a spond, or otherwise known as Syrian rue or harmal. This also dispels negative energy, especially it's used on people. You would um, it you it's a little uh, seed and it it pops like popcorn or it goes poof when you burn it uh, not burn it but when you put it on hot charcoals, and um, it gives off a little puff of scent and um, steam and then you swirl that around people and that is to take off negative depressing energy but also evil energies now many of these herbs are also used against the evil eye um, which is a form of negative energy but not as bad as what we're talking about mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. what a great list all of these are in the chat we've been trying to keep up with you mommy and writing him in the mm-hmm. chat mm-hmm. Um, so you can read more about them at hoodooataglance.com which is a website that has only one page on it and that is hoodooataglance.com and it has um, all of these herbs and they're sorted by what they're used for so okay. very very uh, good thing now i want to these are for taking um uh, mm-hmm. things off of people right and um one of the major things that we use to take um negative take off of people is baths 
And mm-hmm. another one another one is smoking them in incense. But let me focus on baths for just a moment. Um, mm-hmm. It's very hard if you have a client who is oppressed with an evil spirit to get them to take baths. Mm-hmm. They often resist. And you said something earlier about there seems to be a rash of people being hired to do evil spell work. Mm-hmm. I've noticed this mm-hmm. too. I mm-hmm. think maybe with the economy what it is, there's some root workers right. um, for whom nothing is too low to go. And yeah. so I try to prescribe that people take baths that will cut their ties with evil. So I'm going to recommend just a couple of things that I make. One is called uncrossing bath. Mm-hmm. Another one is called 13 herb bath. Right. And um, there are uh, another one called... Um, Jinx Killer bath. Mm-hmm. If you want to make a bath mixture to um, get rid of these types of things, you could do this. Add some holy water. Take those bath crystals, dissolve them, make a tea out of the 13 herb bath, add holy water, and have the client bathe in that mixture. Make it make it fairly mm-hmm. dilute. You don't want to, you know, get them all itchied up with whatever they, you know, too much stuff can make cause skin irritation. So be careful with that. But all of the herbs that you mentioned can be made into bath teas, and or you can use a commercial blend like we do, thirteen or a bath. Another one, which is in thirteen or bath, and is worth mentioning, wahoo mm-hmm. bark. Wahoo bark is a Native American. Um, plant and uh, the bark of the wahoo bush and that is used to take off evil spirits as well so mm-hmm. every one of these is not drinkable that we listed no and you didn't yeah. but you can bathe in everyone don't bathe in the wolf of spain that's not so great no no, <laughs> so, no, no, no and um no. so let me let me oh and another one i didn't hear mention was devil shoestring devil shoestring no, is I didn't also used that. um it's for protection yeah. Um, and it can be used to um, drive away uh, bad spirits. So I'm now going to bring Conjurman in on this. For uncrossing, cleaning up, hexing away, banishing uh, evil spirits on a person, can you give us some of your experience, Conjurman? Yeah, I think uh, bathing is really powerful. If we're talking, if we're still talking about just a person, because ghosts can be attached to multiple things, but let's focus in on mm-hmm. just the person. Bathing is probably one of the most powerful methods of doing it. It doesn't have to involve herbal baths. Holy water is really good. Zamzam water is the Islamic equivalent of it, uh, but any sort of blessed water will work. Uh, one natural uh, version of holy waters is the seven waters, which is water that is gathered from mm-hmm. oh, seven yeah. different water places. Oh, yeah, water seven waters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, this yeah. is really powerful. It's usually done as a blessed water. It can be done to attract good things. It can be done to bring in, for example, love. It can be done to uh, manifest your dreams and hopes and desires. But it's also immensely powerful for cleansing, to remove mm-hmm. evil spirits, particularly if the spirit that is attached to you is a spirit of nature or a restless spirit. Mm-hmm. Those spirits are particularly cooled off with water. So taking the spirit, removing it with this water, of seven waters is really powerful. Uh, we also do, uh, in particularly in Virginian conjure, we do something as ghost laying. So if the spirit is not a demonic spirit, or it's a spirit, it's rather a restless spirit of the dead, you can actually walk the spirit back to the cemetery where you host a sort of uh, funeral, you a mock funeral and bury it. Or if you know where they are, 
You can actually go to their actual grave, pour cool waters over the grave, and say, this is your new home, rest here, leave some decorations on the uh, tombstone, pour the water on the tombstone, and that will soothe the spirit and allow them to finally rest there. Um, if, if you don't know where their grave is, if this is a spirit that has been sent against you, for example, and you don't know who it is, you can create a own grave. So you walk it to the cemetery, you kind of dig a hole, you hold a mock funeral, say the prayers over hmm. it, symbolically put down an empty coffin, and then bury it, pour cool waters, and say, you now remain here in your new home, and you leave me alone. And then you go and you return back, you make sure that you take a different route home, or you cross over water, or ideally you do both. And this will ensure that the spirit cannot follow you, follow you back. So waters, burial are all ways of kind of handling spirits that are attached directly on the body itself. Hmm. That's, a, that's a really um, Interesting. good way to work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one more about the body, and I think then we're going to move on to locations. So in addition to bathing uh, the body, if there are, Mm-hmm. There are ceremonies in different um, religious contexts for right. removing uh, negative spirits from the body. These can be spirits of pain or affliction. They can have been sent. They can have been walked into. Um, sometimes you go through a place and you pick up a negative spirit. And so one of the first things that... Uh, a person who is going to take negative spirits off a client will do is try to determine their nature. Are they spirits of the dead? Are they spirits of nature that are just um, affixed to somebody in the wrong way? Are they ancestral spirits that ha- convey an ancestral weakness? Um, you know, not all ancestors are strong, powerful, and good. There are ancestors who are weak, ugly, and evil, and these may. Um, find victims in their own descendants. So first you have to determine what kind of a spirit it is. And this show, we're going to assume you have some idea. You're going to use some form of psychic intuition, reading, spirit contact. You're going to know what that spirit is. And then accordingly figure out how to get rid of it. One way is sometimes to um, go through uh, the elders in your tradition, whatever that tradition may be, and ask, if I have a spirit of negative mediation that every time my client walks by water, they want to throw themselves in and drown themselves, which I have had that, by the way. What do I do? How do I get that off of them? Bathing them would not be the right thing to do, you see? So um, you want to look into the client and you want to look into the situation. It's not a one-size-fits-all. And there are different things that you can do for each kind of a client. So um, in addition to bathing, you might, with a client, for instance, who had a phobic fear of drowning themselves if presented with water and actually had gotten to the point where they would only take showers and never baths because they believed that if they took a bath, they would be overwhelmed by the desire to drown themselves. Um, Mm. That That actually took some investigation on my part. And I found out that it was a combination of a um, a drowned spirit and an ancestral mental weakness towards picking up spirits. This person had had other people in their family who were carrying around negative spirits, and so it was too it was a twofer with this person. But they had gotten this while out um, in 
the wilderness or whatever. They were out hiking, and they had seen a creek, and suddenly they had realized someone had drowned there, and all of a sudden it jumped into them, the drowned person spirit, and went home with them. Right, so what we ended up having to arrange was to go back and return it to where it came from because we didn't know where its grave was, but we had to send it back. And these kinds of situations, when you're dealing with a client who has an evil spirit on them, you want to be sure that you're not um, dealing with someone with an undiagnosed mental illness. Mm-hmm. It will often mm-hmm. appear to lay people or to skeptics that they have an undiagnosed mental illness. That is not always the case. If you believe in spiritual matters, you must understand that disembodied spirits are part and parcel of the cosmology. So don't be too quick if you say, well, I do herb work, but I don't do deal with evil spirits. But there are evil spirits out there. Mm-hmm. So that's my word on that. Um, I want to go next to the uh, the hexing of the evil spirits or undoing or getting away from the evil spirits of a location. Now, this particular belief is very common among those of northern European descent who are otherwise skeptics. They very often will say, well, I don't believe in any of that. But, of course, there's haunted castles, and, of course, there's haunted rooms, Mm -hmm. and, of course, my aunt lives has a haunted garage, right? (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. in their culture, acceptance of locational haunting by by the dead or by evil spirits is feasible. And, again, when you deal with clients, and I'm speaking here to to people who are professionals, you want to understand your client's culture. Mm-hmm. So locational haunting is found around the world, no question about it. The way you can tell about you're in a haunted situation, you often get goose pimps, goose pimples, going, bumps going on your arms, or a little chill up your spine, and um, it'll feel cold in the room, a cold breeze, and you know there's something there. So when dealing with locational hauntings, there are first step I would recommend is to do a thorough cleansing on a mundane level. Don't just sit there and recite a few psalms and think you're going to clean the place out. You have to get down and um, and actually clean the place. And um, you can use Chinese wash for a starter. Some people will use mm-hmm. Florida water mixed in with Chinese wash and warm water, or they will use Kananga water if they think it's an ancestral haunting. There are many ways to do this. And um, so you mentioned sulfur before. Burning sulfur Mm -hmm. in a location is classic. Burn it with the windows open and waft it out the Mm -hmm. windows. Um, What do you recommend for um, a cursed location where there's a haunting, where there's something Mm. evil has happened? Uh Uh-oh. Me? Me? Well, whoever speaks first gets the floor. <laughs> Go ahead, Mama E. I'll speak after you. Well, I always recommend to all my clients to uh, to clean the place before anything, and uh, and to use incense to clear, uh, you know, any negativity that might be there. Um, I will have the incense recipe at the end, so uh, I don't want to give it away now. But mm-hmm. um, it's it's interesting that you said about the uh, I think it was Conjure Man that said about the seven waters. Um, I 
I have a bottle that I collected of seven holy waters. And um, it was one of the requirements of Santeria. So uh, that seems to be a very um, strong recipe for every religion. Everyone, uh, you know, works the same way as far as getting rid of evil. Um, um, I would also recommend putting um, the herbs under the doormat, um, putting salt around the house after the house is cleansed. And um, mm-hmm. at the end, I will um, I I will give a couple of instructions more as to what to do with uh, with the herbs to continue to maintain the clean cleanse environment, spiritually clean environment of the house after uh, an exorcism. It's done. So I'm going to jump in here about locational hauntings for just a second. There are people who want it out. Whatever it is, it must go. And there are also people who will make peace with a spirit in the house. And this is where we have to really distinguish between ghosts, poltergeists, and such on the one hand, and demons on the other. And also Mm -hmm. nature spirits who are inappropriately placed. And so... Um, I've mentioned before on the radio show um, how Ms. Robin was um, where she used to live. She kept on buying these little tabletop water fountains and even larger ones that you know ran off of battery power electric. And they were like she had her. I thought she was um, really interested in these water fountains. She had them everywhere. They would drip, drip, drip. And I thought, my God, this is so crazy. She's got so many of them. What a fun collection. When she um, when she finally told me that underneath her house there was a sump pump because a, a spring had been uh, concreted over when her house was built and that her house was at a T intersection with a spring that had been um, uh, forced to not come up and the basement was flooding because the sump pump was broken, mm. I realized that what was haunting her house was the spirit of the spring. Mm-hmm. She moved from there, and she told me she doesn't have any more of those fountains anymore. Her house, she just gave away the whole collection. It really was her psychic response to this screaming, messed-up spring that somebody should just demolish the house and let the spring come out. You know, but they they didn't. And I have another friend who lives in New Jersey, um, in Leonia, New Jersey, who has a spring under his house. And why they would build houses on springs. And he has, same thing, he has some pumps in the basement to pump this spring away, away. And, of course, he's haunted also. And Hmm. so be careful when you're dealing with locational spirits. They may not be evil. But you have to figure out, are you going to make an appeasement to them? What are you going to do? If it's just a sump pump that just returns the water back into the sewage, maybe that's the wrong thing. Maybe the sump pump should pump it out and actually give you a fountain on the earth because that spring is locked up, you see. So Mm -hmm. consider if it's a nature spirit how to treat it right. In Thailand, they have a tradition that if you build a building, you're going to be displacing nature spirits. And so they make little mm-hmm. spirit houses. And these spirit houses <laughs> Yeah. These spirit houses are beautiful. They're usually made of teak wood and they are um 
put outdoors as little houses for the spirits to live in. And they uh, we have one on our property. It's very common mm-hmm. when you have them out to put um, a gift of an orange or something um, there for the spirits. And um, mm-hmm. just look up Thai spirit houses. You'll find them. Um, Contraband, you said you, you were going to mention those spirit houses too? Yeah, to some extent. I, I was going to say exactly what you said is that it really depends on the spirit that is in the location. If it's a spirit of nature, you have to see if you can work with that spirit or not. If it's a nature spirit that is hostile that says, this is my territory and nothing you can do is going to change that, it probably is best to move on. Um, some nature spirits can't be worked with, right? They're old, they're they're sick of our shit, <laughs> and they just can't mm-hmm, be worked mm-hmm. with. Some, uh, like, uh, the, as you mentioned, uh, might be displaced but are willing to compromise, and as long as they receive a home, they'll stick around and it's perfectly fine, so you create a little home for them. And the same is true for inside your house as well. It depends on the type of spirit that is in that location. If it's a spirit that you can work with, whether it's a spirit of the dead that live has lived there for, the, you know, generations now and they're not too troublesome but you don't want them intruding what you can do is you can set up a space and go this space is for you this is where you stay you put a little table out for them put a little bit of cool water and go this is your home you can stay there stay there don't interfere mm. with the kids etc and most ghosts that are relatively friendly will do that but I say thank you for welcoming me thank you for including me and what you generally do is you include a little bit. So when you make dinner, you just leave a little portion of it so that they feel that they're part of the family. They just want to be remembered. This was their home after all, and now it's your home. So if you make it a sort of collaborative space with boundaries, like this is your house, this is your corner of the house, your room, don't go into my room, don't go into anyone else's room, but you leave them water, and when you cook dinner, you leave a little bit out for them as well, then that's one way in which the spirit can be cultivated. If the spirit is dangerous or the spirit is unwilling, an entity that you cannot work with, then you take a different approach. You go from cultivating it to driving them out or doing some type of exorcism work. Two methods that work really well regardless of the type of spirit. One is burning Florida water. So Florida water is often used as a cleansing agent. It can be left out as an offering to spirits. It can certainly be given in a cup of water. Some people add a couple of splashes. Some people leave a bowl out. It's often kept on altars, but burning Florida water has a cleansing property. You get a heat-proof dish or a heat-proof bowl or some type of cauldron, put a splash of Florida water, light that fire and let that fragrant blue flame rise up. But before it goes out, you want to shut the lid on whatever that container is. That will trap the entity in it, and you will take that entity off your property. You take it to a burial, you take it to running water, and that will keep them away. So it's a way of working a sort of spirit trap, which uh, we've mentioned before on this radio show. We even did a workshop at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. You can find the flyer on that. So you can use this sort of Florida water as a impromptu spirit trap, draw it into the fire, and then uh, take it off the property. You can also burn Florida water outside of the property. If you have the space for it, you can splash the Florida water on the ground if it's ground that doesn't get, if it doesn't soak into the ground. So certain types of concrete it works on. Uh, you splash it and then you light it, and that will cleanse it. You want to do it at the front door. So if you have 
a walkway, you burn it out there, and it's actually on the ground itself. And what that does is it pulls whatever spirit is in the house out of the house into the front door, let the fires go down, and then shut it. The other method is camphor squares. If you put camphor squares in the four mm-hmm. corners of your home, it's an immensely powerful way of removing negative spirits from your property. Great. Okay, that's going to that's gonna really help people to understand that. And again, always be careful when burning um, Florida yeah. water. It, it Don't put it in your whole bottle. That is not a good idea. No. <laughs> okay. Now, the last thing we have are cursed objects. So these are haunted objects. These are often objects that you buy on eBay. They they sell them as cursed objects. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about objects that you buy, but when you get it and put it in your hand, all of a sudden it's just dark and heavy, and you're going, what am I doing holding this mm-hmm. thing? Oh, shit, right? So it maybe belonged to somebody who committed suicide. It belongs to somebody who was filled with hatred. It was a cursed object which someone sold <laughs> to a thrift store. They picked mm-hmm. it up, put it in an antique store, and there you're in the antique store and he goes, oh, fuck, what is that thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you go, hey, but it's kind of pretty. Uh-oh. First of all, try not to take them home to begin with. I mean, you know, just, just be sensible here. Um, but uh, in other words, if you can, if it's a mass-produced item and you can um, – and you can um, buy another copy of it, you might be better off, okay, because really. But um, once you have a cursed object, Mama E, what would you do to take the evil spirit out of the object? I'm a great believer in holy water, and uh, I would either put it in holy water or water with salt to clean Mm -hmm. it. Um, I have also put it inside, um, you know, a group of earth, and you know, bury it in it and keep it there. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like to put it outside, uh, you know, in like in the the sun with the earth and just leave it out there. But um, my favorite is the salt water or holy water. Um, I also sage uh, things when, uh, like before I do a spell or a box, I always sage it and clean it completely to make sure there's nothing attached to it. So mm. thankfully I have never bought one of those crazy uh, old-fashioned dolls that you bring home and, <laughs> and oh, they yeah. are connected. Oh, no, no, mm-hmm. thank God I don't do that. But, yeah, uh, yeah but that's that's how what I do. That's how I do it. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, burying things in dirt has a, a long history. It's used... Um, in um, Jewish tradition, if you are really keeping kosher and you want to have separate plates for meat and, and, and milk, which not everyone does, but if you do, you have to bury them and um, mm. and uh, and then take them up again. I also just believe just uh, salt or rock salt, if, if the item can't mm-hmm. stand to be put in salt or rock salt, is as good. Um, I'd like to leave it at, at least for 24 hours, maybe longer. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, Contraband, what do you do about haunted objects? Well, I do want to say first and foremost that uh, haunted objects are way more common than people realize. Objects, mm-hmm. particularly natural objects, um, hold impressions 
And spirits can mm-hmm. get attached them. This is how a spirit of the dead can move from location to location. In fact, in my experience, more often than not, a person who thinks that they're being haunted, it's generally an object more than the individual. It can get attached to the individual. It's not as common. I actually find that haunted objects far more common. Like someone's like, oh, someone's attached to me or I have a demon attached to me. And then we do a reading. It's like, "Uh, there's an object in your possession. Your ex gave you something, then it's like really horrible. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's Hmm. this one thing that's always creeped me out. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. Um, So these haunted (laughs) objects exist, and they can be a source of, uh, because they hold the spirit of someone that has died badly or someone who was at a lot of malice and cruelty, but they can also be objects that someone has poured their malice and cruelty and evil into. So it can be cursed by somebody and given to you. A ghost can be attached or a demon or a jinn can be attached to an object and then given to you as a sneaky trick. Here's a gift. I've given it to you. Hold it in your property. I mentioned just, what was it, two weeks ago, how you can repurpose a candle for that very purpose. Just as a sneaky trick. You can do the mm-hmm. same thing with rings, with pictures, with all sorts of dolls. So they are quite common. The natural is the most powerful purative here. If you can wash the object in running water at a river, not in your sink, not in your bathroom, not in your tub, at a river. Go to a river. The spirits of that river and the cooling of that river will be immensely powerful and it will help to remove that object. Burying it in salt for a period of time is really good. And if you can't purify it, then burn it. Then you take the object and you destroy it by fire. When the object's integrity is destroyed, the spirit's link is destroyed as well. That's really good advice. If you can't purify it, burn it. Um, We have a question from the chat room. Um, Dr. Sweets asks, does Mama E make her own holy water or use holy water from a Catholic church? The one that I have is for my own personal use, and it's from seven Catholic churches. But you can make your own holy water. It's just it's energy. In the water. Right, right. So you're, you so. follow the, what I consider the old um, Catholic folk, loric folk magical way. You collect holy water from seven churches and seven, put that together, yes. and that is, that's, yes. it's, it's a, a version of water of seven waters. Um, for those right. who are not Catholic, you can get the water of seven waters from seven sources. We've talked about this many times, a, a spring, a river, a thunderstorm, or from seven places like seven sacred springs, whatever is mm-hmm. you know, in your yeah. uh, worldview to be sacred. Okay. Yes. All right. Wow. So um, I'm going to... Uh, Say here's Very cool our bumper music, and this was a fantastic topic. If you can't purify it, burn it, said Constance. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's my new motto. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a great meme. I think we should make a meme of that and put it all over the social media. <laughs> all right. Now we're going to uh, go to um, Clifford, who also mentioned just quickly in the chat that burying a temporary burial at Crossroads is a good way to purify something as well sure. and then digging it up again. And he put that in the chat. And Thank you, Clifford. All right, Clifford, to take it away. Oh, no, Clifford. You're welcome. Clifford. All right. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curie Company in Forestville, California, located online. Can you hear me? No. Yes, barely. 
Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Yes. Hello? Yes, we hear you. Uh-oh. Okay. He doesn't hear us. Weird. Can you hear me now? Uh, I can hear yeah. you now. Thank you for support. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio. Uh, I'm not sure you're here. Oh, he's drifting in and out. Um, I don't know what uh, you're, what you're, should you're I do? coming and going. All right. What should you um, do? Um, keep talking and see what happens. Ah, what happens now is the sounds of silence. Okay, so Lucky Mojo Curio. I can hear you just fine. <laughs> support for this program is for... No. <laughs> we give up on you, Quillis. You're gone. The evil spirits have taken him away into the world of silence. <laughs> so uh, support is provided by, I'm looking at luckymojo.com uh, and um, also hoodoopsychics.com, 1884-HOODOO, and um, the Crystal Silence League at um, www.crystalsilenceleague.org, where you can leave your prayers and um, now it says, Lopez is calling from Alaska, 907 area code. Can you hear me, Lopez? Yes. Great. <laughs> now someone's going to have to do your stuff. Let's see if Clifford is back. Are you there, Clifford? No. All right. Um, I'm going to designate uh, Nagashiva Ironwood as my pseudo-Clifford. <laughs> oh, she, <laughs> he posted it. I'm going to read it. I recently had a heavy dream in which a menacing skeleton, oh, this is just what our topic is, in which a menacing skeleton stood in my doorway. It was unable to enter but wanted to. After a cloak fell over it, it disappeared. Three days later, I was working very late in my shop when there was an attempted break-in. The entry door had been completely broken through while the final door had been worked enough to break the lock, but for whatever reason, the assailant gave up. Had they just kept pushing, the door would have opened, and I'd have been vulnerable, inquiring for perspective. Wow, Lopez. First of all, that's a prophetic dream. And it's so interesting um, when we talk about a dream of menace like that. And, in fact, um, it's interesting, the cloak that fell over it. So um, this is a Lopez Fofezi in our chat, right? Yes. What an amazing thing that was. Um, I'm going to uh, do a reading on this. Um, First of all, tell me your sign of the zodiac. I'm a Taurus. Oh, boy. And Tauruses, um, (laughs) such practical people, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they're seeing skeletons. (laughs) That's an amazing one, hon. That's really amazing. And you're so lucky that you were warned of it. So I'm going to uh, do a three-card reading for perspective and see what I get. Um, Card number one is definitely a card of attack. It is the Seven of Wands. It shows a person unprepared for an attack in the middle of the night, hearing the sounds of attack, putting on one boot and one shoe, not putting a belt around their tunic, running out and going, ah, they're coming after me, right? And um, this person is told, hold your ground, Right, because if you run, they will beat you up. So this is a, a very interesting card because it says that that what was coming um, after you could have been pretty dangerous. Right. Also, mm-hmm. we we say with this card, the person 
who is attacking is below you, below you in age, below you in intelligence, below you in economic status, below you in skill level. In some one or more ways, the attacker was less than you and wanted your what you had. Mm-hmm. So um, that's part of the the um, meaning of this card. The next card here is um, a card that is not exactly what I was expecting. It's called the card of justice. And um, I was expecting, oh, well, I'll find out, you know, who that skeleton was or whatever. The card of justice really says that um, it wasn't your time. You know, it's justice. You were you were served justly. And that um, there's a, a sword on one side and a balance beam on the other side of what justice is holding in her hands. So what I'm seeing here is that... Um, it may be that this warning was because you did something good to someone else in the past. Pass it along. Be of service to others. Just this is a very calming card. It's a very sweet card. It shares. It doesn't grab. It is always um, there to be of service and help, and we appeal to justice, obviously, when we are in trouble. So I see here that this meaning to me is that the skeleton was not evil. The skeleton was to get your attention, right? The cloak Mm -hmm. thrown over it was to um, show that you need protection. And yes, it was um, scary, but I think that that spirit that sent that dream simply wanted to freak you out enough that you would know that there was danger. I don't think that it was the spirit of the assailant or the break-in person foretelling Mm -hmm. that they were coming for you. I think it was a protective spirit, and that's what the card of justice is saying to me, that it was um, just telling you, I had to get your attention somehow, right? And that's (laughs) what we got. And so that's a good, that skeleton, as you said, it was a heavy dream. It's a frightening dream, but what better way to warn you? than with a frightening dream. The third um, card I have here is the three women. This is the three of cups. Um, This would say to me that the um, meaning of this dream is a female of your acquaintance, a female who is uh, in spirit, uh, possibly a female ancestress or a couple of them, and is very happy, happy that everything worked out for you, And it is about um, woman energy. And when I see this card, I always think of um, rejoicing, women, sacred women rejoicing together. It can go with the triple goddess motif if you think that way. If you don't, you'll just go, hmm, my mom and my grandma or my grandma and my great-grandma or something like that. But it is female energy. There is... um, uh, there are grapes and pumpkins, and of course, pumpkins make us remember that we're coming up on Halloween, and mm-hmm. so this is also a a situation where you're able to see, as they say, through the veil. Um, but I would uh, give an offering, perhaps, um, of thanks and to the spirit that helped you. Um, that spirit, as I said, justice is also a female, and that spirit seems to be a female spirit who did this to get your attention and save your life. 
All right, I'm going to um, turn this over to Mama E, and she's going to do a reading. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Lopez, hi. Um, I hi. have a question. Hi. You said you went, you were at the shop. Uh, is yes. that your own business? Yes. Okay. Do you have a partner? No. No. You only, you work this by yourself. There's no one else involved in it. Yeah. And every, yeah. Yeah. The, the reason I'm asking is because I feel that the person that tried to break in is someone that um, it's either, I thought it would be a partner, but it could be a competitor. It's someone else that wants to see you uh, defeated in your business. Um, you have no idea about this. Um, I see you as just doing your business and actually doing very well, and you have been able to uh, improve the business, and you're a very kind person. I see that you're a very kind person. But, this, uh, but you run it. You're, in this case, even though you're a female, I get the emperor card for you because you're a strong person. Um, can you hear me? Oh, okay, I thought you couldn't hear me. And no, um, it shows it shows you as a male energy, and maybe because you're a Taurus, it shows as a male energy. But it shows that there's someone there around you that is a little bit um, concerned with the fact that you are getting ahead and making money on your business, and they uh, actually want it to uh, intimidate you. So you might possibly uh, stop and uh, be afraid and not continue to do what you're doing. Um, okay. I, yeah, I also feel that you are a person that has a very strong intuition and that this person wanted to see you out in the street uh, without your source of income and your business. And they also are going to try to do some sort of sneaky business to um, confuse you and possibly um, trick you to make you um, lose the business that you have right now. Um, I feel that this is a man that you trust. And this is a man that uh, when you look at him, you would never think that he would be this type of person. He appears to oh. be a very, a very strong. He's got uh, a, a steady income. He's not a poor man. He's a, you know, he's in a good place. But for some reason, uh, they don't want to see you su uh, succeed. I don't know why, but. Um, you will get ahead. I get the Ace of Cups at the end, meaning the wish card. Everything you want to do will happen. Everything will work out. But, you know, be cautious. And if any of the things that I said helped you, uh, go ahead and keep an eye out for this individual because um, they want to see you fail in your business, but you will not. So protect yourself from this. Uh, people protect your business you know protect uh, yourself from don't be too trusting 
when people show you a smiley face, don't just accept it because you're a kind-hearted woman and you will accept it. Um, always feel that there might be an ulterior motive. So be cautious and okay. uh, keep your money information to yourself. Do not divulge how much money you're making in the business. You know, okay. stay quiet and, and keep working the way you're doing because you will be very successful. Thank you. All I right. I want to go back to one thing Thank before I give this over to Conjurman. I had mentioned the justice card, and it occurred to me that's also the law enforcement card. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so did you report this to the police? No, no, because... Uh, you should. You should, okay. and you should have security cameras in. Um, when I look at yes. this card of the man who uh, is attacked at night and doesn't realize he's about to be attacked, and then I see the card of justice, you need to get some security cameras, and you need to report this to law enforcement. Um, that's all I, extra thing I have to say on it. And women will support you. All right, we're going to turn mm-hmm. this over okay. to Contraband, and he's going to give you some spell work. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some root work here, uh, sort of three parts uh, that I think will be important for you. You've done some really really good readings. Uh, first, if you don't mind me asking, what is your background, you know, your ethnicity, or or culture? Um, Mexican, um, primarily. Okay, so I asked this for a very specific reason. First, I can confirm very strongly. As as uh, my colleagues were reading, they were reading on the situation, and Miss Cat pinpointed this was a spirit. So I immediately went to uh, Brian Bowl and I said, like, "All right, let's see if this is, is a spirit. Can I confirm it?" And the answer is yes. This is an ancestor that showed up. The skull is an ancestor, uh, and this skeleton figure is an ancestor. And while there's a menacing component to it, it as Miss Cat rightly pointed out, it was to alarm you. It was deliberately like, "Oh, I got to get your attention." This entity also wants to be part of your life. So if you do not have an ancestor altar, this is the time to build it. I would highly recommend that in your shop you set up a small table with a sugar skull, a bowl of Florida water, roses and marigolds, which is all within the tradition of Mexican folk practices and folk Catholicism. So this doesn't need to be anything elaborate. You don't need a huge, like a very small side table, but recognize their place in the shop, recognize their place in your life, and this person will continue to act as a guardian for you, coming to you in your dreams. And next time you see this, it will be a warning again. So cultivate this presence. It's a good presence. Mm-hmm. They will be a little bit overbearing at first in the sense that I'm getting the AMA. <laughs> influence that they bring is going to be kind of strong. Uh, I don't know if this ancestor is maybe like a great-grandmother or grandmother or something along those lines, and they have a really, really strong personality. It's coming through when I was looking at in the scrying bowl. I literally wrote down strong. Um, so they may kind of be like they want to do their things their way, and so there's going to be a bit period of negotiation with this spirit of like, no, I don't want to make this altar, you know, that big. No, I'm not interested in getting married right now or whatever. Like they're going to be kind of pushy at first in terms of like they know what's best in your life. So you're going to have to negotiate a little bit of space there. Like, no, no, you're welcome into my life. I respect your wisdom. Please continue to guide me, but this is still my life, right? If you don't, you can guide, but you're not in charge. There's going to be a little bit of negotiation with this spirit, but set up this table. Sugar skull, bowl of Florida water, roses, and marigold. I want you to then wash the business and cleanse it. You're going to do this with two things. First, 
Van Van dissolved in some hot water. Wash this outwards from the door, from the back of the business all the way to the front door. Wash it out. Then take some incense, basil, bay, and just a pinch of dried ginger. Burn it on charcoal and stick it inside of the property to really get into the nooks and crannies. You wash the floor, you wash the surfaces, then you use smoke. It's a really good way of kind of cleansing and sealing the property so nothing can come in. Ginger will give it that nice strong kick while basil and bay remove all evil intentions away from you. Then the final thing is I want you to get a small knife, something that you buy brand new. Anoint this with fiery wall of protection as you pray Psalm 91. Bury it in a potted plant, so a small potted plant, and bury the knife in it so you can't see it. Bury it, but make sure that you place it so that the edge, you know where the edge of the knife is. Then take that potted plant and place it inside the door of your business, right by the door with the edge of the knife facing outwards. This is the sword of that justice card that this cat saw. Mm-hmm. It will keep you, say, I, I call this the sword of St. Michael. It's a powerful protective talisman that will ensure that any further uh, enemy that comes your way is unable to cross your threshold and they're turned away by a fiery sword. As this cat said, it is not substitute for practical matters like make sure you have security cameras, make sure you replace the locks with something durable and strong, and definitely report this to the police. This is the way to ensure and protect yourself spiritually while cultivating the presence of this helper ancestor. That little knife you keep, as long as you keep it in that potted plant and you keep that potted plant alive, you can uh, add water to it, including a couple drops of holy water whenever you water that plant, it will be your protective guardian. So in addition to this ancestor, you will now have this plant and a fiery sword guarding your threshold. We have one okay. minute, so let's make sure Miss Cat and Mama E get a chance to add their thoughts. Okay, I have a, a question. Um, did you mention an egg? No. I didn't. No. 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 So I just heard that. I just heard the egg. It was a knife in the potted plant. Okay, got it. <laughs> this reminds me of a guy, um, and speak about weird things that have been happening lately. Um, I got uh, these business cards sent to me by this uh, business card collector, and one of them was the business card of an old friend of mine, Ray Pizarro, who had the um, uh, Seven Powers uh, Garden a metaphysical shop in L.A., and it was just so cool to see his business card because he's long gone. And I've described him before as the man who had all these potted plants in front of his um, building, and they were beautiful, beautiful, large potted plants. And he was an old, old man. And he had all of these gang members would wait for him to open up in the in the day, and then they would come and they'd move his potted plants outside. And I said to him, you got all these guys, these were like really rough, t- I mean, these were rough, mean gang members. I'm not kidding. And they were um, they were all Latino. And I said, how do you get them to do that? And he goes, well, those are my potted plants. He goes, I got a little bit of every one of them in those potted plants, and they all know they've yeah. got to come and help me move my potted plants. And he laid them out in front of his door as a sort of a, a V so that when you came in, you had to come through these potted plants to get into his spiritual supply shop. Just a wonderful way to work. All right. Um, let's see if we can uh, go to our network schedule announcement.
The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment from our special guest, Mama E, of ConjureDoctor.com in Los Angeles, California. Take it away, Mama E. Thank you. As we discussed earlier, I have a recipe for incense to hex evil spirits. And it's posted, I believe, on the chat. It's uh, two teaspoons of asafetida for exorcism and banishing. And we all know that it doesn't smell pretty. A quarter cup of agrimony for exorcism. It combats curses and psychic healing. <clears throat> A quarter cup of rue vanishes negative spirits and thwarts shapeshifters. A quarter cup witchcraft used to unhex and send negative energy back to the source. And a pinch of brimstone, sulfur, which dispels ghosts and negative entities when burned and is a hex breaker. And like I said, just use a little pinch between that and the asafetida. It might not be pretty, but it's effective. And I made this um, incense, and the picture that appears uh, there with incense, that's the incense I burned to take that picture. So this recipe will give you enough for several times, not just once, of course. Uh, Burn it on a charcoal in your incense burner. Anytime you feel a heavy energy around you, walk with the incense burning around your home to clear all the rooms. Uh, Or you can place the incense burner in a room, leave it there, walk away so you're not too close to the uh, the smelly herbs, and then move it to another room. After clearing your home, maintain it spiritually clean and protected regularly. Remember to use salt across the front and back doors as well as window seals once you cleanse your home. And we discussed that about Chinese wash or Florida water or holy water. Uh, So that's for cleaning the house. Now, after you clean it and, you know, light the incense, you want to maintain it uh, in a clean and, you know, nice and easy and soft, harmonious environment. And there are five herbs that I can recommend to do this. Eucalyptus, it clears the place and the human aura. Sage, used for self-purification and cleansing. Pennyroyal, for peace, harmony, and tranquility. Marjoram, for cleansing, purification, and dispelling negativity, and lemongrass, my favorite, to purify and clean energy. And you can make yourself a small talisman with this herb and carry it with you 
You can also do it by using a mojo bag and putting some of these herbs in it. And uh, even the ones for um, evil spirits, put them in a little mojo bag and carry it with you. One thing I did uh, the other day for a client is to make, put all these herbs in a small glass bottle and he was gonna bury it in a plant in his house so that the energy of the earth would be there and nobody would know anything. You can put um, three of the herbs in a locket. Uh, Three would be enough. You don't need to put a bunch of them because lockets are small. Remember that the energy of the earth is what counts, not the amount of herbs you use. And another idea is to make a potpourri mix with the herbs and have them in a pretty decorative bowl near your front door or in your house. And that will maintain a good, uh, harmonious environment. And I already uh, mentioned about mixing uh, some of the herbs and putting them under your doormat to prevent evil energies or people from coming in your house. So uh, that is what I have today. Um, those are my suggestions, and hopefully everyone will have a great Halloween and a great uh, Dia de los Muertos, which is a great reason, a great reason mm-hmm. for an ancestral altar. Oh yeah. So I hope uh, Lopez is still listening. So mm-hmm. anyway, so that's that's it. That's it for me. All right. Well. That's a that's a really really nice list of herbs, and um, again, the everyone's uh, choices of herbs should depend in part on um, what's accessible, what is um, of a smell or scent that is um, appropriate to them. Everyone has a different sense of smell. For instance, right. for me, um, eucalyptus, marjoram, and um, lemongrass, and are fantastic. Sage and pennyroyal, mm-hmm. not so much. And so <laughs> I would maybe substitute something else. Or if I was going to pick three, I'd pick those three and uh, mm-hmm. nix on the sage and pennyroyal. But everyone has their own way of working. For instance, there are right. many people who work with garlic in such a, um, an array, but I don't because I smell garlic and I just smell food. And I go, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> and I don't go repel, repel, repel. So um, cultural differences, genetic differences will help you, influence you in your choice of of herbs. But this is a wonderful selection. And I love the way you said pick three because pretty much yeah. anyone could pick three out of there. <laughs> so Right. That's, right. that's yeah. really good. In working with lockets, I have one other thing to say about working with lockets. Um, when your uh, lockets are very small, and when you want to work with a locket, one thing you can do is um, powder the herbs. They'll, they'll fit in better, but they'll drift out through the interstices of the locket. So um, you want to come up with some way to bind those together. Very hard beeswax will bind them together. Mm-hmm. It doesn't usually melt at body temperature. And so you can just bind them to up with that a uh, little bit of beeswax mm-hmm. and press them into the locket, and it'll form fitted. Just a yeah. touch of idea. Yeah, yeah, good. It's very good. Yeah, I also um, sometimes I have used the thirteen herb bath 
and use mm-hmm. those, uh, you know, to make small little lockets and uh, and keep them in there because it has an array of all this, uh, you know, herbs that we... That's right. 13, herb, 13 Herb is a yeah. really great undrinksing group, and you can yeah. um, grind it up with an herb grinder and make it really fine. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for that uh, mm, wonderful cool. Thank recipe. You. Yeah. Thank um, you. Thank you. And, and I just love having you on the show. Um well, there's our music, so we're going to turn this over to Clifford. He's going to give us our closing announcements, and then we'll come back and say goodbye. Take it away, Clifford. Thank you, Miss Cat and Conjurman. Thank you, Mama E of ConjureDoctor.com in Los Angeles, California, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week with next week's Oracle Hour special, and our special guest will be Brother Christopher of RuneWorker.com in California on home reading. Once again, we've come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour brought to you by Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjureman at conjuremanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Clifford Lowe, joining you from clifflow.com. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune again once next, uh, once again next week at this same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. All right. Thank you, Clifford. So next week is an Oracle Hour, and what that means is we need two clients and they get free readings with runes this time, no less. So um, bring your friends on out. Tell them to come and get a free reading. Um, we are still working on the Hoodoo Heritage Festival workshop packages for sale for those who missed the workshops. So um, give us a few more minutes, but um, I think in a couple of days we'll be able to announce that you'll be able to go in and buy Hoodoo Heritage Festival workshops for download along with the PDFs that go with them, list of ingredients, and everything that you need to follow along in those workshops. We've got a great lineup of them. They go back several years. So uh, uh, AIR, the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, and the AISC, Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, will be making announcements of that very, very shortly. And um, we want to thank Reverend James for working on this along with Papa G. And that's about it. Good night. Good night, all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye.